NWA Power Pre-Party, and I'm your host, J-Cal, and thank you for tuning in to this presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. Like I said, my name is J-Cal, and I'm very, very happy for you guys to be here with me today. Uh, just to give you a heads up here, uh, sorry, already getting notifications that you guys are tuning in, so I'm so excited that you're here. Now, first things first, today's episode, I want to talk about Ring of Honor. Yes, I know there's a TV title tournament happening right now, and I know that they're qualifying matches, and we're seeing guys like Zicky Dice, un, 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 uh, <laughs> what? I always forget his catchphrase. Uninspired? No, 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 that's not it. Uh, outlandish, that's it. Outlandish Zicky Dice. He is, uh, he's out there. He's trying to make a name for himself. He's in the TV title tournament. You got Tim Storm. He's looking to climb that mountaintop yet once again. This week, probably tonight, we're going to see the Dawson brothers go at it. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on in the National Wrestling Alliance. But what's happening in Ring of Honor, well, I believe has this trickle-down, or as Nick Aldis would say, the nickel-down economy, the nickel-down economics of what's happening in Ring of Honor, and how is it going to impact the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, again, you guys know, you know, you've heard, it's hard not to hear it, but you've heard about the invasion, if you will, of Nick Aldis. You know, he ran in at these... Uh, Center Stage Studios TV taping just on Saturday. Attacked Flip Gordon, of all people, who is a member of the Villains Enterprise. Interesting, right? The next night in North Carolina, Horseman Country, we get Nick Aldis just interrupting the, the festivities, kicking off the show, getting right in front of the camera, along with Thomas Latimer, and they were met with Brody King. And Flip Gordon, and of course Marty Skrull. Now Marty Skrull's Marty Skrull is going to play an important role in all of this. In fact, uh, this was uh, posted on PW Insider by Mike Johnson on January the 12th. Marty Skrull has signed a new deal with Ring of Honor. Um, PWI has confirmed with multiple sources. The two sides have been working on a deal for some time after Skrull's last deal expired at the end of November. PWI Insider has not confirmed the length of the deal, although Ring of Honor has been locking talents into multi-year de deals as of late. So it makes sense that the new deal is a two-year deal. A lot can happen in two years. PWI Insider can confirm, however, that as of this weekend, Skrull is taking on the lead booking duties for the company, which uh, will put Hunter Johnson, also known as Delirious, uh, more of a backseat in the creative in fact, he was the lead booker for Ring of Honor, and, uh, and now he will still remain in uh, creative in some capacity, but obviously not the head booker. Uh, Skrull will have the lead position for creative with Johnston working in conjunction with him. Skrull was heavily involved in all aspects of Ring of Honor's event last night in Atlanta from a behind-the-scenes perspective, and we were also told that the upcoming February 9th free event in Baltimore uh, was Skrull's idea. idea. It appears that Skrull's new Ring of Honor deal will also allow him to continue to work for the NWA. And the NWA obviously has a storyline with Skrull versus Aldis. 
which is uh, leading up to a future pay-per-view encounter. That does not necessarily mean that they're going to be squaring off here at hard times. In fact, no main event has been announced. No card has been announced yet for hard times. But, but tonight, when we watch NWA Power, I do believe they will be talking about uh, the invasion that happened in Ring of Honor this weekend. And of course, of course, it all plays a role, doesn't it? Because with Marty Skrull being able to control the book for Ring of Honor, you know what that means, guys? That means somebody like Nick Aldis could win the Ring of Honor World Championship. It also means somebody like Marty Skrull could win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. There's no real telling what's going to happen next between all parties because, really, the NWA hasn't had this opportunity before. Marty Skrull has been an ally to the National Wrestling Alliance. In fact, it was just a Crockett Cup. Not only he, but also the villains were on hand to take part of that show. So what does this mean going forward for the NWA? Well, it's simple. The working relationship seem, seems to be back on. The NWA and Ring of Honor have, have worked together for years. People think it's just something that happened in the last you know, two or three years. No. The relationship with the NWA and Ring of Honor actually, you know, actually kind of kicked off back in the impact era of the NWA. But real quick, I want to read your guys' comments because I see you guys are posting already. Uh, Daniel says, Karate! Yes, sir. Uh, Doty says, he's ready. That's great. Stan says, number one, no ham and cheese over here. I like ham and cheese, especially if it's uh, Spicy Jack. Len says, woo! Yeah, baby, horseman territory. Doty says, NWA working with Ring of Honor again. I hope that means Crockett Cup will return in 2020. Doty, I 100% believe that's a, a reality. At this point, right now, that's a reality. Um, Kokishi says, Meltzer said Marty is not lead, but definitely on the committee. Huh. You know, Meltzer is, isn't wrong very often. Uh, Mike Johnson said he he is the head booker, but I don't really know. Uh, Rick says, hello, everyone. Hey, Rick. Stan says, Meltzer's wrong, Marty is the lead, and Hunter is number two. Kokishi says, Jay, what is your opinion on the Tessa Blanchard controversy? Well, look, I think in the year 2020, there is no room for hate, bigotry, racism, homophobia, or any of those silly things from yesteryear in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Tessa is a phenomenal athlete Tessa is by far and away probably the greatest women's wrestler of this era it's a shame to me that we'll never get to see Charlotte versus Tessa or Asuka versus Tessa or even uh, even Becky Lynch versus Tessa because I think those would have been some marquee matches for women's wrestling um, I don't know how I feel about a woman holding the world's heavyweight championship. Now it's not the world's, excuse me, the impact world championship, but I still feel like, uh, I don't know, I guess call me old fashioned. I don't, I don't really enjoy intergender wrestling. And I have a lot of friends who not only enjoy it, but I have friends who actually compete in intergender wrestling. Um, Ruby Rays out of Southern California, Heather Monroe, uh, both of them compete in women and female matches. Heck, uh, Scorpio Sky, one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet, 
has wrestled against Tessa Blanchard. So, it's not my particular cup of tea, um, but I also don't have any strong, real feelings against it. Um, If you enjoy it, enjoy it, man. Um, I think it is a bold step from Impact Wrestling to put a, a world title, a male title on a female performer, but... I mean, I think that's the world we are in now. I think that was bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah, and Len, you bring up a great point. Her winning the world championship, I think everything after this is now kind of a letdown. You know, we were not talking about Taya, Talia, Talia Valkyrie. God, I, why I'm so terrible at names. We're not talking about her, Mrs. Morrison. We're not talking about her who's held the Impact Women's Championship for over a year, it's kind of being overshadowed by Tessa Blanchard being the, uh, well, the man for Impact Wrestling. So uh, I I really didn't want to spend too much of the podcast talking about Impact Wrestling, but you bring up a good point, Kukoshi. Uh, It it should be noted that, yeah, I mean, it's it's groundbreaking. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, I I don't know how many more eyeballs it's going to bring to Impact Wrestling, but... You know, Tessa is a very talented athlete, male or female. She's talented, and you can't take that away from her. Taya. Len says Taya. That's pretty close to what I said. Anyways, back to Ring of Honor, back to this deal, this NWA Ring of Honor. I'm not going to call it a marriage, guys. I kind of feel like they're dating. It's not a real relationship yet until we get some mileage out of it because, look, as I was saying, Impact actually had a relationship with Ring of Honor early on. AJ Styles, as his first reign as NWA World Heavyweight Champion back on June 14, 2003, defended the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Paul London in Massachusetts for Ring of Honor and Night of Grudges. Now, I did the math on that. Ring of Honor was founded in 20, excuse me, 2002. They actually had 26 shows prior to bringing in the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. I think that's kind of cool, and it says something about the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. We always talk about people who've always borrowed the lineage of the NWA. They borrowed the, the, the cachet of the NWA, and even Ring of Honor, even Ring of Honor did to an extent, because they brought in AJ, who was the world champion, and he had two defenses. He actually also had a defense... Uh, on June 28, 2003, against Chris Sabin at the Mur- Murphy Recreational Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at Wrestle Rave 2003. So, AJ Styles was the first man to defend the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in Ring of Honor. Now, keep remembering that because it's going to be on the test later. Other former NWA World Champions have defended in Ring of Honor. So, we start back at 2003. And that's where AJ kind of fits in. But then, the scrap iron, Adam Pierce, he is the first champion post-TNA to defend the title in Ring of Honor. Five years, almost five years later, on uh, June 27th, 2008, Pierce faces Nigel McGuinness, who was the Ring of Honor World Champion, in a title-for-title match that ends in disqualification when Nigel McGuinness clotheslines Adam Pearce over the top rope, which in those days was a uh, disqualifying offense for the NWA. 
Sweet and Sour Inc. gets a moral victory with Pierce getting that win, but the title does not change hands. And that's the first time the NWA was seen in Ring of Honor for five years. Shortly after that, then we get Pierce versus Brent Albright at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Sorry, guys. At the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is a world-famous arena where ECW's been, the WWE has been. Hell, I think Monday Night Raw's used to film it almost exclusively there. Um, it's been home for many Ring of Honor events. And what happens? Well, Brent Albright defeats Adam Pierce for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And that's that's a pretty big deal because now not only did we see the title defended in Ring of Honor, but now the title's changed hands. Albright has a successful defense against, I think he was a pro wrestling Noah star, Go Shiozaki. And that was at Night of the Butcher 2 in uh, Chicago Ridge, Illinois. That was uh, two, uh, just a few weeks later. Then on September 20th, 2008, Adam Pierce again faces Brent Albright. And this, again, for the World's Heavyweight Championship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Glory by Honor. I think that was what seven no it can't be seven yeah maybe seven yeah whatever um that was the 2008 pay-per-view and uh so there it is boom now you've got the title changing hand twice in ring of honor uh then there's a five-year or a ten-year hiatus so the first relationship we had five years off a five-year break from ring of honor and then we had a ten-year break all of a sudden now with nick aldis after he won the title back in December of uh, 2017, he said he's open for business and literally took the title everywhere in the United States. And he took the title to China, took the title all over the United Kingdom, and literally everywhere. And of course, that includes CZW where he won the title, House of Hardcore, but most importantly, he was going to defend the belt at All In. But before Cody got a shot, Flip Gordon got a shot in Ring of Honor. You guys remember that? That was uh, July 20th, 2018. Um, Flip before Cody. And, uh, you know, that was at the uh, uh, Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Big night for Flip Gordon because he got an opportunity to wrestle for that world's title before Cody Rhodes and uh, did come up unsuccessful. Of course, all in happens. Cody wins the title. And now that's the fifth wrestler to defend the title in uh, Ring of Honor, that'd be Cody Rhodes. Cody defended the title against Willie Mack at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on September 28th at Death Before Dishonor. It was an Honor Club exclusive, but it still happened, guys. So now we're talking about what? Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight matches so far. Eight world title matches with the title changing hands twice in such a short amount of time for Ring of Honor. Of course, Aldous wins the title back at the 70th anniversary show. And you at that point, we kind of believe that maybe the NWA and Ring of Honor are done. But no. Nick Aldous continues to appear for Ring of Honor. We get uh, Nick Aldous versus PJ Black at the center stage in Atlanta, Georgia. Again, there's a lot of history that ties these buildings together. Of course, just going back to the match with Willie Mack and Cody at the Orleans Arena, the NWA under David Marquez used to run that arena with featuring the World's Heavyweight Championship in Las Vegas, Nevada. And of course, Center Stage in Atlanta, Georgia has been host of many world title matches throughout the years. So the NWA returns to the Center Stage and defends that title in Ring of Honor. And then of course, uh, the last match that we had 
where Ring of Honor and the NWA had a title match was April 14th of this year. Colt Cabana defeated Nick Aldis by disqualification at Masters of Craft in Columbus, Ohio, and that would mark the last time that the NWA World's title would be defended in Ring of Honor, unless you count um, the Crockett Cup, which I don't, but some of you might, which again, that was uh, back in uh, October. So let's see what some of the comments I'm seeing you guys say here. Uh, I love when the NWA was featured on Ring of Honor. Yeah, I did too. I think uh, I think the NWA relationship with Ring of Honor has been kind of shaky. And the reason why is because the NWA has value. The Ring of Honor has value. But I don't think either company really appreciated the value that the other was providing until recently. NWA Power has over 200,000 people watching it week after week after week. Um, I'm not saying that's going to match up with what Ring of Honor is doing, but it's certainly another set of eyeballs that if Ring of Honor could latch onto, that's going to benefit them to get more eyeballs on the Sinclair product. Of course, the NWA could benefit from a wealth of talent not being used. I mean, Villains, Inc., uh, Jay Lethal, uh there's, there's a lot of guys, obviously, in Ring of Honor who would be a perfect fit for the NWA, and vice versa. Ring of Honor is lacking in some star power. They have ever since All Elite Wrestling was formed. So there's kind of, there, there is some mutual benefit, and right now I don't think there's anybody performing at a level as high as Nick Aldis and his uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, okay, Dan Severn should show up. He looked great in MLW at Battle Riot. You know, with the Rock and Roll Express, and I, I don't know. I, Me, personally, I think it's time to let some of the old guys go. I mean, look, I'm a fan of Dan Severin. Uh, I thought he was a great World's Heavyweight Championship, but I think maybe the time has passed. I think it's time for him to, uh, you know, of course, be featured as a superstar, have him come out and sign autographs, kiss babies, put the world champion over in a promo, but I don't think it's time to see him wrestle. I, I mean, me personally, that's just my two cents. Uh, Dodie says we need to see Severn again. Dodie also says he misses Brent Albright. You know, Brent Albright, uh, we share the same birthday. I've always been a big fan of the shooter Brent Albright. I thought he brought a lot to the table. Uh, obviously, his time in the WWE uh, kind of followed him when he came to the NWA. But I know he had some personal demons that he had to face. And I think he's quite happy being retired from the ring. I know he's a family man, and I think he's focusing in on that. Uh, Doty says, I believe Nick will come to Canada this year. Yeah, it's actually already scheduled. I think it's later this month. Um, I can't, I couldn't tell you the name of his opponent. Um, but yeah, he does have a match scheduled. It's on alliance-wrestling.com. If you guys want to check the calendar, that match is already up there. Uh... <laughs> Ron says Brent Albright is the question mark. Swerve everybody this whole time it was Brent Albright. Sucks for you. <laughs> That'd be funny actually. Uh Dodie says Las Vegas. I hope someday the NWA title will be defended in the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Dodie, those are some high hopes, my friend, but I'm with you. Uh I don't know what the trajectory of the National Wrestling Alliance has. Uh, you know, the pessimist in me says, look, 200,000 people watching on YouTube is all fine and good, but how are they going to get to the next level? They can't. But the truth of the matter is they can. There's actually been people inquiring about TV. It's just 
meeting the expectation for television versus the expectation of the ownership. And when they find that mutual partnership that's going to be beneficial, I think the NWA will take that next step. But we don't know if that's a year from now, two years from now, ten years from now, and maybe never. Maybe it never happens. Maybe this is only a YouTube show and a pay-per-view show, and that's all it ever is. But, uh, you know, there's something to be said about what Marquez did in 2006, 2007, when he was running small arenas with the NWA and Wrestling Society X, and it happened then, so I just have to believe that with the right, the right promotional department, I think it could happen today, too. Uh, let's see. Lee says, more eyes on both sides, boom. Yeah, and, and you know, there's a lot of people, and I'm sorry, I just have to take this text message real quick. There's a lot of people out there who believe that the NWA... Um, they believe that the NWA is merging with the Ring of Honor. And I want everyone to just wipe that from their mind. That's not what's happening here. The Ring of Honor isn't coming under the NWA umbrella. They aren't going to become NWA Ring of Honor. That isn't what, what's going on, guys. This is a mutually beneficial deal. Sinclair Broadcasting is a multi-billion dollar multi, uh, multimedia conglomerate. They own TV stations, radio stations. They don't... They're not going to be merging with the NWA. If anything, the NWA could merge with Ring of Honor. But again, I don't see Billy Corgan willing to do that either. Uh, Ron says, Len says, ROH is a recap show now unless you have Honor Club. That's disappointing. Um, Ron says, ROH needs stars. They need it bad. Exactly. Len says he's younger than them. Severin, I think, is 62, right? Someone, someone fact-checked me on that. I, I was looking a few days ago. Um, Albright hasn't been in shape for years. That's DKM, everyone. DKM from the Alliance, guys. Uh, yeah. I don't think Albright's wrestled in probably 12 years, and I don't think he's going to. Doty said, still, Dan needs to defend the world title that he never lost. Uh, are we going to say the Sheik never lost the title too, Doty? I mean, that's you're walking a fine line there, my friend. Stan says they need a partnership in order to get to the next level. Stan, you might be right, and this might be it. You know, working with Ring of Honor, they're not in direct competition. Let's be honest. Ring of Honor, uh, you know, Len just said now, unless you have Honor Club, you're only getting recap shows on Sinclair Broadcasting. And, and honestly, does Sinclair Broadcasting and what the NWA is doing on YouTube, does that conflict with each other? I don't think so. Why wouldn't they work together? You know, MLW just announced a deal that they're going to start strategizing with a... Um, marketing company out in California and they're looking to get on TV so you know MLW can get on TV you know maybe the NWA can I think the average viewer for the NWA is 200,000 and the average viewer for MLW is somewhere about 89 to 90,000 so we'll see they won't be able to fill 10 to 20,000 Stan you're right I don't think today the NWA cannot fill a 10,000 20,000 arena hell Let's go back to Madison Square Garden when you had New Japan, Ring of Honor, CMLL. I don't think they got close to filling Madison Square Garden with that kind of show, with that kind of lineup, with those kind of names. Um, so, no, I don't think the NWA can do it either. Um, as long as they're not 
back on colors. <laughs> Could never find the show. Len, you're right. Colors was a interesting time. I did not have Dish Network, so I could not watch Colors. Occasionally, I would uh, watch it through some sort of a. They had like an online version of the channel, which they didn't update very frequently. So the show would be new on the on the provider, but the uh, internet show was just the same show week in week out. Um, Len said, as long as they are not... Oh, okay. DKM says, Turner wanted 500K, but that's all at the same time. DKM, explain what you mean, sir. Ron says, do you think Marquez was shooting straight when he said that this year he thinks the internet will kill wrestling? Or is this some sort of kayfabe thing? No, Ron, I know Marquez pretty well. I've talked to him time and time again. I know that he's frustrated with the internet. I know he's frustrated with cancel culture. Um, You know, Marquez... He and I aren't that much different in age. He's just a few years older than me. But he has very much an old school mentality. And I don't think... I I, I genuinely believe he doesn't think the internet is benefiting the world of wrestling. And there, I could see points where he's right and I could see points where he's wrong. Just remember, if there was no internet, Jim Cornette uh, would still be working with the NWA. But just remember, if there was no internet, there wouldn't be an NWA. So, go figure. Uh... Len says, 61. Okay. So, Dan Severn's 61, and I believe Ricky Morton, Dan's about to fall out of his mouth. I think he's 63, and I believe Robert Gibson's 65. I could be mistaken. You guys can check me on that, too. Uh, they are they are on BN Sports MLW. Okay. I, there's another. It was just announced today, and I, don't, I didn't bring the notes with me because I didn't think we'd be talking MLW, but uh, there was something announced today that was showing um, that uh, MLW would be uh, looking for more TV uh, opportunities here very, very soon. DKM says, ultimately, each has to do what's best for themselves, uh, Ring of Honor and NWA. Yeah, you're right. And I think, DKM, that this is one of those situations, again, where the relationship between Ring of Honor and the National Wrestling Alliance is at a point where I think they could benefit each other a lot more. You know, the NWA a year ago didn't have the cachet that it has now. Now, again, we're only talking about 200,000 people, which to me, that's huge. But, you know, I don't know what audience Sinclair Broadcasting gets being on, you know, regular TV, on you know, the Sinclair family of television shows. But there's something to be said about a company that, again, who is consistently drawing about 200,000 people to its YouTube show. And I think that that gives the NWA a little bit more power. No pun intended, guys. And I know that Fight TV has said has been said to be happy with the numbers that the NWA pulled in for its first pay-per-view. And, and from what I also heard, they're happy with the numbers that are coming in now for hard times. So it seems like the NWA is looking more and more like a hot commodity and you know the opportunity is there so I don't know why you wouldn't strike when the iron's hot of course you know the relationship between Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull uh, certainly is going to play into this now I'm not saying that Marty Skrull is just going to give the NWA the whole farm and I'm not saying that the NWA is going to give Marty Skrull the whole farm but again we talk about talent Nick Aldis is a star guys Eli Drake is a star Aaron Stevens is becoming a pretty big star in the uh, NWA. Thunder Rosa 
is a huge freaking star. Could you imagine Thunder Rosa working for the Women of Honor? Could you imagine a TV title, a third degree uh, national championship match with Aaron Stevens and somebody with Ring of Honor? There, I mean, there are some matches that are, are sounding more and more interesting. Now, even if this is just an interpromotional war, if it's a stable war, strictly business versus villains enterprise, there's still some matches there I'd like to see. You know, PCO is the Ring of Honor world champion, not Marty Skrull. What if we saw PCO versus Nick Aldis title for title? Anyone interested in that? What about a rematch with Brody and PCO versus Wildcard? Of course, the tag titles want to be on the line, but any interest in that? Hey, what about Flip Gordon versus Ricky Starks? I know Ricky Starks isn't a part of Strictly Business, but that'd be a match I'd be interested in seeing. So a lot of good stuff could come from this. And again, nothing could come from this. This could be the pay-per-view that comes up at hard times. We get our match for Marty and Nick, and that's the end of it. Who knows? Uh, Len says, wait, am I older than Marquez too? Len, I think I don't think so. I mean, Marquez is like, I think he's 46, going to be 47, I think. So I don't think so, Len. I didn't think you were that old either. I thought you were in line with me. Uh, Ron says, we are all, we're all tired of cancel culture. It's mob justice, not much different than Mao Youth Revolution. Sorry, guys, I'm popular today. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Mao Youth Revolution. We'll have to talk offline about that. But, yeah, I'm kind of tired of cancel culture, too. I, you know, unrelated to wrestling, but I, I'm not a fan of the president. And you've got uh, Vince Vaughn shaking hands with Trump, and now everyone's talking about cancel this, cancel that. And I just don't understand that mentality. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, Len says she was with Holly Holly Dead. My phone is blowing up here. Um, Len says, okay, so he's older than me. Yeah, I thought so. And then NWA damaged wildcard with two losses to Rock and Roll Express. It's hard to say you're wrong, DKM. It's hard to say that you're wrong because the wildcard looked very good up until the point they didn't. And I don't believe the Rock and Roll Express should still have the tag titles. I don't think the Rock and Roll Express are are what's hip today in wrestling. Now, maybe I'm in the minority because it seems like everybody loves the Rock and Roll Express. And I'll be honest, I was very excited about them too up until the point I saw them in the ring against the Wild Card for a second time. And just, excuse me, not the second time. Um, yeah, the second time at the pay-per-view. And I was just over it. I was just over it. The nostalgia was worn off. The guys are old. Now, I know they're going to be appearing with New Japan Pro Wrestling as New Japan goes through Atlanta and Nashville and all those hotbed towns where the Rock and Roll Express used to pop a crowd. But seriously, guys, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, give them the Comeback of the Year Award for 2019. Pat them on the back. They're already in the WWF Hall of Fame. They're uh, nine-time NWA Tag Team Champions. Let it go. It's time to let them go. They did all they can. It's time to let it go. This angle that's happening tonight on TV, where there it's a six-man tag with Ricky Morton's guys and Nick Aldis's guys. Why? What is the freaking point? Are you telling me there is nobody else on that roster who's capable of challenging Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? That we're going from a guy whose biggest moment in wrestling was 35 years ago? Are you freaking kidding me? More comments. 
somehow wrestlers who have amateur MMA backgrounds have special places in my eyes. Allison K, Thunder Rosa, Aaron Stevens, I love them. Dodi, that's cool, man. I think, you know, I, I really do. I'm actually a big fan of Aaron Stevens right now. I think he's one of the bright spots that isn't spoken about highly enough when it comes to the NWA. He's been a heel since day one. Don't don't let anyone fool you. He never rode the gray side of that show. He's been a heel since the very first moment he popped on camera. And he went from being a guy who was afraid to have confrontation in the ring, losing two matches to Ricky Starks back-to-back, to being a guy who, the minute he walks out there, the minute he walks out there, he's getting heel heat. And it's a great thing because when you've got heels like Nick Aldis who, let's be honest, the fans are still cheering Nick Aldis. It's great to have somebody that you can just boo. And there's no confusion. There's no misconception. Aaron Stevens is there. The shooter Aaron Stevens is there. So you boom. Uh, DKM says, Turner wants 500k viewers for AEW show. That seems light, honestly. But yeah, okay, so 500 viewers. Um, that's for Turner. Uh, there are more than outlets out there than just Turner, but you know, this is a, this isn't where my specialty is. I don't know about broadcast television. Um, Len says they should have moved on by now and at least have the titles for a match or two. Len, what I believe should have happened, what would have made me a happy rock and roll express fan would be that they lose the titles at into the fire. Then you could say, okay, they held, they held the tag team titles for five different decades, nine times. What a great job. Good job, guys. And put them on the shelf for a while. And if you wanted to bring them back, you know, in a couple of months and have them challenge one more time, maybe make them 10th time champions in six decades, okay, I could have lived with that. But the fact that we're still getting them week after week, I, I think what really rubs me the wrong way is that Ricky Morton, I feel like he's stealing the spotlight from everybody. Last week, you know, Ricky Starks, he just needs five more minutes. Five more minutes alone with Nick Aldis to try to get that victory. But Ricky Morton doesn't need to be the one out there talking about that. That's Ricky Starks' job. Ricky Starks is perfectly competent on the mic. He doesn't need Ricky Morton Morton speaking for him. just think it's silly. And then when he says, when Nick Aldis says no to Ricky Morton for five more minutes with Ricky Starks, Ricky Morton now asks, he wants five minutes with Aldis. <sighs> Ricky Morton. No. Go away. Uh, sorry, guys. TKM says, just an example. Yeah. Len, I think you feel me on this. I really did like the Rock and Roll Express. You know, you sat right next to me, Len, at the Crockett Cup, and we I popped to see them back in the ring. And, and I was sitting there with my camera taking pictures and filming video of, of uh, you know, them boys, the Briscoes, and the Rock and Roll Express. And we all knew that the Briscoes were going to destroy them. But lo and behold, there's a double disqualification. Perfect ending. We don't need to see the Rock and Roll Express in the tournament. They're done. They're gone. They popped the crowd. That's what they were there to do. Then they end up in power. And the other thing that bothers me too, and I'm going to say this, is Ricky Morton is sitting there week after week Putting down Aldis saying, well, you know, we built this company up over 20 years ago. Cool, bro. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. Sorry, had to do it. Um, But Nick Aldis literally has been building that company for the last two years. And you didn't see Ricky Morton and and Robert Gibson 
on the 10 pounds of gold leading up to any of this. We, we didn't see them working in the Bruce Tharp era. Uh, check that. Check that. I have to take that back. No, Ricky Morton did work the Bruce Tharp era. He's a former junior heavyweight champion. Um, Glenn says that's how it should be. And he popped for the Iron Rock and Roll Express too, but who thought they would still be here? Exactly. Like, you know what? I would pop if Dan Severn showed up and had a match. And you know, with that being said, I'm a little pissed off that they brought Scott Steiner in. And I get it. I get why. He's got cachet. He's got name recognition. But who, who of you here would rather see this guy right here, Jax Dane? I'd much rather see Jax Dane than Scott Steiner. And I'm destroying my set over here. I'd much rather see Jax Dane show up on NWA Power than Scott Steiner. The implications, the feuds, the angles that he's had with Tim Storm would mean a hell of a lot more than Scott Steiner showing up. And we're talking about pound for pound, who's the bigger dude? Right now, I'd be more afraid to step in the room with Jack Stain than I would be Scott Steiner. Okay, uh, <laughs> Len's got me on a... Len caught me up. Uh, Len says, I would... Uh, happy to see the Midnight Express, but they're unable to wrestle anymore. Correct. Ron says, I love the Midnight Express, Len, but I don't want to see them now. No, and that's the thing. I don't want to see Animal wrestle in the ring either. I don't want to see Magnum TA in the ring. I don't want to see an Arn Anderson in the ring. Um, Len says, this is where you get me. They worked for Trobich era as well. Yes, they did. You're right. You got me. They did. Uh, Ron says, even if they could wrestle. Exactly. Um, Doty says he misses Jack Stane. Agreed. Big Chi, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, Len says, Crimson and Dane. Yes, the War Kings. Um, now, now Crimson is still hurt, and that's why we haven't seen him. So, I mean, I get it. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I know that Jack Stane is currently working with Ohio Valley Wrestling, and he's kind of solidified himself as one of their top draws. So, uh, does he have the ability or desire to come to the NWA? Um, that remains to be seen. But uh, I 100% would rather see Jack Stane in an NWA ring than Scott Steiner. And one of the nicest guys in the world, too. Anyone will tell you that. If you've ever met Jack Stane's, great dude. Just super cool. <laughs> Pull Jump! Hey, it's Pull Jump! Welcome to the show, Pull Jump. Al says he's all about the new regime. I am too, man. I, I mean, look, I'll be honest. Uh, every week I critique... NWA Power. Before it was with uh, DCAM and Jaden. Now it's with the former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kevin Douglas. And we critique the show. And I don't hold anything back, man. I will tell you everything that I love and hate about the show. But I ultimately look forward to watching NWA Power, which is going to jump on the air in about 20 minutes. I guess 30 minutes. And I would much rather watch that show week in and week out than perhaps say Ring of Honor or... AEW or the WWE. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. I don't. I don't watch All Elite Wrestling, and I have friends wrestling there. But I watch the NWA every week. Uh... <laughs> and Pole Jump says he would mark for Animal. Of course you would, Pole Jump. Of course you would, buddy. You like Scott Steiner there too, don't you? Hey, you know what though? I'm happy you're here, Pole Jump. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Ron says, I want to book Gymnasty Boys 
for Southern fans, the Carnies, any new blood, bring them in. That's one of the, for sure, there's no argument, one of the biggest problems with the NWA right now is there's a lack of tag teams. There isn't really a lot of tag teams. We've got the Outlaws, right? We've got the Dawsons, and then we've got the Wild Cards. And then we've got two makeshift tag teams that, personally, I don't think we're going to see Colt Cabana and Ken Anderson tag team anymore after last week. And I don't mind the pairing of James Storm and Eli Drake, but I think that's just a... I think that's just a placeholder until uh, Nick Aldis is ready to face uh, Eli Drake for that World Heavyweight Championship. Just, that's my opinion. Len says, it'd be nice to see Blue Demon Jr. come in, but he's doing it a lot with A, Triple A. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what, and, and I'll be honest, uh, Blue Demon Jr., I know he's more of an advanced age than, say, somebody like Jack Stane, but, I mean, he's still wrestling night in, night out for Triple A. And I think he's closer in age to Tim Storm than he is to Dan Severin. He was one of the older NWA World Champions of his time, but I think Blue Demon would be interesting just as a one-off. Maybe make an appearance. Um, He's not somebody I would want to see week in and week out on my TV, but I would love to see a confrontation with the Master of the Scorpion Deathlock versus the Master of the Kinglin Cloverleaf. That'd be fun. Len says, NWA, NXT, MLW, AAA, NXT, UK, Raw, SmackDown, AEW. Len, when do you have time for anything else, man? That's a lot of wrestling. I mean, that's cool, man. Good for you, but gosh. I have trouble just watching the NWA and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and that's like about two hours a week. Uh, <laughs> Pole Jump says, holler if you hear me. And I bet you, uh, I bet you Dcam took off. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Ron says, I love Kingston Homicide, but they both seem set on retirement. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Homicide has been public about it. I don't know what Kingston has said, but you know, if Homicide retires, I'd still like to see Kingston stick around. I think he would make a great TV champion. In fact, I was surprised that he lost in the first round to, um, to uh, Ricky Starks. But um, anyway... Uh, Ring of Honor used to be on there before the recap show format. Is the Ring of Honor show on Fight? Is that still a Ring of Honor show, or is that a is that a recap show? Because I don't really watch it, but I was thinking about it. Uh, Len says during work, him and Dr. Wagner Jr. are still working hard. I understand. I, I get it. Mexico is a little bit different than than the United States, but like I said, I I, I would like to see Demon at least just wrestle for the world title one more time. I don't need him to be on week in and week out. It would be cool to see him make an appearance. Again, a, a lot of these guys, like Dan Severn, I wouldn't mind seeing him wrestle one more time. I just don't know if I want to see him wrestle for the world's championship. And I definitely don't want to see him week in and week out. DK, you're still here, DK? Amazing. Uh, Dodie says that Kingston needs to be a single wrestler. Len says that the Ring of Honor show on Fight TV is a recap show. So, I mean, with Ring of Honor and the NWA, at, at the very least, there's some sort of relationship forming here. We also know that New Japan, the USA contingent, the, the USA shows are going to be working in some of the areas that the NWA has worked in in the past. 
Atlanta, Nashville, North Carolina. I'm curious to see if the NWA will have the same kind of theatrics in New Japan. Will we see New Japan USA, I should say? You know, could we see Carl Fredericks challenge for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Could we see the NWA, you know, sneak attack somebody in New Japan? Uh, Al says... Jim Nasty Boys would be huge in the NWA. Maybe Ugly Ducklings. I was disappointed with the talent on Circled Squared. We haven't even seen any of that. You guys realize that? Like, that was something that was talked about heavily. The Circled Squared, it's going to be how we find new talent for the NWA. And not a beep. Not a nothing. You know, we <laughs> two weeks ago on the television, we had the power surge with the Pope talking to um, Kingston and Homicide. And then nothing. The following week, no follow-up. Then we had the girl talk, or girl power, whatever it's called. And we had, uh, you know, uh, Allison Kay talking to the, the baby faces of the NWA female roster. And then last week, nothing. There's been some inconsistencies with NWA power. And I don't know how I would characterize that if, uh, if these aren't going to be uh, tropes that are used all the time. Then they probably shouldn't be on the TV anytime. Len says it it would John Schuyler on there and some others from Pure Pro Wrestling. It would be it would be good for John Schuyler. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like the NWA is really about 14, 14 guys and girls, right? Like the roster isn't very deep. And I think what we're starting to notice is three titles for singles wrestling, a female title and a tag team title seems like a bit over overkill if you ask me for a one hour show that honestly in this new season when have any titles been defended I don't think Allison K has defended her title yet on NWA power the TV title is still a maturation process fine the third degree karate national championship hasn't been defended since the first season Tim Storm was the last person to challenge for the world's heavyweight championship on power on the first episode so on this season no title has been defended yet and I don't know how you feel about that maybe you're on the side that thinks just the title matches at the pay-per-view would be necessary but I think some of these championships should be defended regularly so again uh, I want to just thank you guys for checking this out you guys really do carry the show uh, you know I had a little bit of topics that I wanted to talk about and you guys kind of steered me in the direction you wanted to go makes it a lot of fun for me makes me think on my feet and I genuinely appreciate that I know there are other options when it comes to warming up for NWA power and I genuinely appreciate that you guys come here and check this out Dodi says still have no idea what girl power program are and still waiting for the circle squared yeah, I, I think, I don't know what that girl power thing is, you know. And, uh, you know, what somebody said earlier about Dave Marquez, for example, once upon a time, he referred to the female wrestlers on his shows as the girls. Come see the girls. And that was frowned upon. And in the cancel culture, people were very upset with that. But then the NWA calls it girl power, and all of a sudden that's empowering, and it's big, and it's... It's a conflict of ideas, but it's the same thing, but it's not, but it is, but it isn't. And I think that's where Marquez gets very frustrated with the modern wrestling fans. Um, 
Cam says, do they have five tag teams? Oh, wait, let's see. Uh, Stan says, do a two-hour pre-party next week. Man, my phone just rang 12 times since I've been here. I don't think I can have the time to do a two-hour show. Dcam says, do they have five tag teams? Well, let's see. Wild Card, Rock and Roll Express, The Dawsons, uh, uh, Outlaws, Inc., the aforementioned uh, James Storms and Eli Drake. Uh, tonight we're getting uh, uh, the question mark and Aaron Stevens. So I got six. We got six tag teams. So yeah, DK, we got six. And that's not to mention some of the enhancement talent like Sal Renaro teaming with Mims or whoever he seemingly gets paired with. Doty says, thank you. Oh, thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. Genuine. From the heart. I really do. Um, All-Star says, Pole Jump says, I don't think the sh title should be defended regularly, but I've noticed that the national title and women's title have rarely been defended on TV. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I think, look, a title should probably be defended at least three times a month. There should be one one show a month that doesn't have a title match. And if you're not going to have a woman's title match on the show, what's the point of having a title at all? Same thing with the tag team. If you're not going to defend the tag titles, what's the point of having them? I don't need to see tag team wrestling if I'm not going to see a tag team title. It's the same thing for the women. If I'm not going to see a title defense, what's the point of having the women's wrestling? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Len says, because it's spelled girl with a U. <laughs> Pole Jump says Anderson Cabana. I don't think Anderson and Cabana will be a tag team anymore. I just don't think it's going to happen. Doty says he woke up at 6 a.m. to watch the pre-party. Wow. That's cool, man. Hey, I appreciate that, Doty. That's, thank you, brother. That's, that's cool. Um, he wakes up at 6 a.m. Yeah. I hope you can too. Uh, set that alarm. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're, we're basically out of time, guys. I, again, thank you so much for checking it out. You guys all know where you can follow this show online. Of course, YouTube and at alliance-wrestling.com. But you can also follow us on all social media at the Alliance blog. And that's mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and even Tumblr. Is that still a thing? And uh, Pole Jump says, yeah, they're teasing the split. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna close out now. Again, thank you guys so much. If you'd like to uh, hit the subscribe button, I'd greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. If you want to leave a comment, I would appreciate that as well. But we're going to close it up. So I want to say thank you again for watching. Uh, more um, The Alliance Guys podcast coming soon with uh, me and Kevin Douglas. And until next time, guys, I'll see you at the matches. You have a good night. And everyone, let's go watch Power... I can't turn it off. It won't turn off. Uh-oh. How do I turn it off? There it is. All right.